0: Welcome to the Von Nelson podcast. Today is the third quarter 2021 Von Nelson Value Opportunity Recap call. In the third quarter of 2021, the Von Nelson Value Opportunity strategy re- returned a negative 2.19% gross, negative 2.39% net, and that is versus the Russell t- Midcap Value at negative 1.01%, which brings the year-to-date total for the Von Nelson Value Opportunity to 15.25% gross, 14.53% net, and again, versus the Russell mid-cap value at 18.24%. And with me today is Senior Portfolio Manager, Chad Farguson. and with that, Chad, I will turn things over to you.
1: Hey, thanks, Dan. Uh, thanks for having me on today. I figured today it would be interesting to try to understand what has been happening in the world for the last uh, six to nine months with respect to our investments? And then what do we think happens across the next six to nine months? And how does that mean we're investing? How does that mean we're positioning into year end and into the, uh, the first part of 2022? So as a reminder, perhaps, uh, to the audience, the way we see what's been happening, right, what the backdrop has been, number one, there's been lots of liquidity. People have talked about this liquidity, uh, but think of it as the U.S. government, look, paid people to stay home for a long time. On top of that, the Fed came along and said, hey, we support this fully, and we're going to uh, keep interest rates locked down at zero. We're going to buy assets in a very big way. And these two uh, things were repeated around the world by other governments so that we had a massive amount of global liquidity. This liquidity found its way not into the price of everyday goods and services. Many goods and services weren't available. It found its way into the prices of assets. And so what have we seen over the last year? We've seen incredible rises in the price of of equities and uh, other assets around the world. We've also seen truly strong growth, right? If you look back and you say, hey, year over year, how have we done? When companies report Q3 if analyst estimates are to be understood, if I just take the broad market, the S&P 500, uh, we're going to be up about 25% year-over-year on earnings. Revenue's up about 15%, earnings up about 25% uh, versus this time last year. And uh, it's just tremendous performance, right? Lots of liquidity, lots of strong growth. And frankly, so far, while there's been inflation, and we can talk about that a little, there hasn't been a ton of inflation. It hasn't been tremendous. Uh, At the outside, it's been about 5% this year so far, and there's a strong belief uh, by the Fed officials and others that this is transient, i.e. prices aren't going to go back down, but they won't continue rising at 5% a year every year uh, for much longer. So that's the backdrop that we've had so far. And, and on the back of that, we've had very strong uh, asset performance, very strong performance across the Von Nelson funds. If you look at uh, our performance on a, on a one year, two year, three year basis, very, very strong. Well, where are we headed from here? And I think that's the question, obviously, that people would like to know as you think about how do you invest now. Uh, you might want to understand how are we investing now? What are we looking at right now? Well, first of all, there's going to be slower growth. This is obvious. We can't keep this pace up. This crazy fast pace, 15% annual revenue growth, 25% annual earnings per share growth, that's a little too high to keep up. So there will be slower growth. Will it go negative? Will we go to a recession? No, no, certainly not. Uh, But it won't be as crazy fast as it's been. Number two, there'll be less liquidity. The Fed, uh, the the PBOC in China, uh, the Central Bank of Europe, these banks are pulling liquidity out of the system slowly. The Fed arguably hasn't done a whole lot to yet, but will be doing so presumably very soon. So there will be less liquidity in the system. And, there will be a little bit of continued inflation, but we don't think that's going to be a major focus. So we think that this inflation really is, at some level, longer term, what we'll call transitory. That is, prices don't go back down. They just aren't going to keep going up at 5% a year, uh, year over year for, for many years. So, so those are sort of the big picture items. And then nearer in, what are the things that affect the, uh, the decision on where we invest? Well, there have been lots of supply chain problems. You know, people have heard about the problems at the ports. Uh, People have heard about how, uh, hey, maybe Christmas is going to be a little bit harder. Boy, you should order stuff earlier this year, et cetera. There are lots of supply chain problems. Uh, We're having a difficult time right now, in general, as an economy restarting. We shut the whole economy down worldwide. Restarting has proven to be a little bit tough. There are supply chain problems. That causes many companies to say, hey, look, we're not able to get all the parts we need. Uh, There was a company that just reported um, recently, uh, a company that... We actually saw uh, some of this stuff maybe coming, um, and so we sold out of this company, uh, but they reported recently, and they said that uh, they were going to have real problems, and that uh, their earnings for, uh, for Q4 were going to be substantially down of, off of what was expected. So there are supply chain problems of physical goods getting from one place to another around the world, and that causes uh, many manufacturers to have problems actually completing their goods, and so there's a lot of knock-on effects. Number two, there are labor problems there are uh, some unexplained labor problems. There seem to be lots of jobs available, uh, unemployment rates going down, and yet uh, payroll growth. uh, So the the non-farm payroll growth just recently reported this past Friday, uh, well, well south of what was expected. Uh, Numbers on the order of half a million jobs expected. Actually, uh, I think the number was in the, it was below 200,000, 140,000 range of actuals. And so we have uh, a mismatch somehow between the, the jobs available, what employers want uh, to pay for, and what people are willing to do. And so these supply chain problems and these labor problems mean that businesses, you take the inputs into what, what a business needs, right? They need stuff to come through the door and then people to take that stuff, work on it, and, and make it into other stuff that you then sell on forward. Well, we have problems in both of those places, so any business that relies on the supply chain, any business that relies on, uh, on on certain aspects of labor could have an issue. Boy, so where does that leave you? Where do you focus if that's the case? So we find a few places that you can focus. Number one, you can focus on, on companies that you understand don't tend to rely on much of the supply chain, uh, don't tend to rely on a whole lot of new labor. Uh, maybe they didn't shut down at all, or they only minimally had to cut back services during the uh, the pandemic. And so there are um, service companies uh, here, uh, you know, domestic service companies uh, that just, uh, frankly, didn't have to change a lot during the pandemic, therefore not a lot of labor issues, don't rely on supply chains. And so you can focus on those companies. Those are, are uh, companies that ought to continue making their numbers. Um, and if they have a good backdrop, a good end market, uh good customer base, uh, you can expect that they can, uh, can continue to raise prices as needed to offset inflation and continue to post really good earnings growth. A second place you can focus is on names where there is disruption today, but you can see the end of the disruption. An example of that would be in the, um, in the light vehicle market, in the, in the auto market. It is clear right now that we're not making as many cars as we would like to. For GM, other manufacturers are not making as many cars in the U.S. or worldwide as they want to because there's a shortage of semiconductors. There's a shortage of chips, of computer chips to go into these cars. So they can't make all the cars they want to right now. But there's a very clear end to this. At least there appears to be a pretty clear end to this. And so maybe it's two quarters, maybe it's three quarters away. But companies that then sell into uh, Ford, GM, help them finish uh, cars, you can see if their earnings are okay right now, they're going to accelerate coming out of this as that, that uh, production cycle ramps back up to full capacity. Those names will do very well. Those companies will do very well. Finally, there's a third place you can look for an investment today, and that is anywhere where the... Um, the disruptions in supply chain, the disruptions in the energy market, for example, some things going on there, have actually caused some companies to be able to, uh, to profit mightily. So an example there would be in the, in the metals markets, whether it's aluminum or steel, if it's produced domestically here in the U.S., suddenly we have less production in China, a lot less production, because the Chinese don't have enough coal to heat their own homes. So they're having to slow down production of aluminum, steel, what have you. And so a domestic manufacturer of aluminum or steel can do very well uh, at the moment. Now, that's a short-term play. Uh, that's not something that uh, maybe will last for more than three to six months. But nonetheless, that is something where an investor today could actually uh, decide to make an investment and, and find that the disruption in the world is not harming their investment, it's actually helping their investment. So Dan, here at Von Nelson, and specifically within our uh, our mid-cap uh, focus at the Value Opportunity Fund, we are focused on these three. We're focused on companies that have less reliance upon the supply chain and, uh, and new labor and therefore can continue to, to grow well. Two, companies that benefit from these disruptions, that can see the end of these disruptions and will accelerate their production and, uh, and their financial performance as those disruptions end. And three, companies that might have a near-term opportunity to profit directly from these disruptions, from the disruptions that are happening uh, elsewhere around the world, where the domestic manufacturers actually now can profit uh, much more uh, currently off of those um, off of those uh, market disruptions. So we're focused as, uh, you know, those are three areas that we're focused on now as we look to make new investments and curtail uh, existing, uh, you know, current winners. And uh, we'll go from there.
0: Well, great, Chad. Well, thank you. Uh, a lot of great macro insights there. Really great to see how you're tying them into the portfolio. i um, looking forward to seeing what happens here in the fourth quarter, and we will catch you here at the end of the year. Thank you so much. Thank you. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Vaughn Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws.